Good Morning Doctor is made possible with Mount Elizabeth Hospitals. Take charge of your health today. And this morning we say good morning, Doctor <laughs> Edgar Tay, interventional cardiologist. Welcome to the show, Doctor. Thank you very much, guys, and thank you for having me. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, before we get into our topic, I do want to ask this question. A cardiologist, I mean, this is in my mind, a cardiologist is a cardiologist. He looks after your heart, he makes sure everything's right. If anything goes wrong, he fixes it. What's an interventional cardiologist? Right, so uh, interventional cardiologist is a cardiologist who does a procedure to fix problems with the heart. So, you know, when, when a patient comes to see a cardiologist, first he gets diagnosed. Yes. Uh, and then uh, after that, if there's a problem, say if there's a blockage in the arteries, the interventional cardiologist then goes in to fix those blockages, usually with balloons or stats. Yes. Oh. So sometimes we call them plumbers. Plumbers <laughs> <laughs> like Super Mario. <laughs> Super Mario. So Do people you... with blockages, we try, to, we try to fix it and clear those blockages. Oh, so the guy who did my stent then was an interventional a plumber. That's right. He's a plumber. That's right. He was a plumber. He's my plumber. Now. Oh, I'm going to call him today and I'm going to ask him to <laughs> come fix my pipes. <laughs> The pipes of the heart. The pipes oh. of the heart, yeah. Okay, so a surgeon, you know, goes in and, and does, uh, you know, a lot more. They cut the person so open. So that would be open heart surgery. Yes. And yeah. stuff. So surgeons, usually they, they actually do surgery, meaning they actually put a patient at general anesthesia. Right. They open the chest, for example. Yeah. Uh, they do bypasses. Okay. Uh, whereas uh, interventional cardiologists usually do is, does it through smaller tubes, so I it's see. minimally invasive, so it's uh, easier for patients to recover for right. these smaller procedures. But but you can you can do surgery as well if so, you want. So no, so no, sur- surgeons can't. are kind of like separate subspecialty, highly see. skilled as well oh. in a different oh, wow. way. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's wow. that's really really interesting. I know it's the first time I'm hearing of yeah. uh, an interventional cardiologist, and I'm sure. Um, you know, we're not the only ones. Right. So this in itself is an education. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Learning new things. Okay, we're here today to talk about night leg cramps, something that I have suffered from. And we spoke about it and we found a lot of people suffer from it. First of all, can you try and explain it? And then I'll see whether what I went through is yeah. the same as your explanation. And how common is this? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so like leg cramps are actually very common. I think if you ask anybody more than 50 years old, at least 40%, half of them would have experienced this in their lifetime before. Mm. Um, so this, in, in the medical field, there's actually a specific definition to make criteria for this uh, night leg cramps, or okay. what we call nocturnal uh, leg cramps. So the first is that it requires the presence of a painful involuntary contraction or hardening of the muscles, typically of the calves yeah. or the feet. Yeah, and uh, it's very painful, and uh, patients tend to sometimes uh, wake up. You wake up screaming. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. pain. Yeah, oh. and the so second criteria is that usually happens uh, in bed. So yes. the person can either be lying in bed awake uh, or asleep. Uh, and the third thing is uh, it can be relieved by stretching. So if the pain mm. comes and somebody or yourself kind of uh, pulls on the muscle in the right way, mm. it can relieve those uh, cramps. So oh. these three criteria: so painful uh, contractions. Uh, lying in bed and then can be relieved by stretching. Okay. So these three are the components to, to make the diagnosis of a uh, cramp. Okay, so it's stretching because when I got mine, um, the, the muscle becomes almost like, it's, it's like stone. Correct. So it's this really, really painful. And you massage it. I, I, the only thing I would do is massage it. And even when the cramp had gone, the muscle was sore for so long afterwards. Correct. So you know these cramps, right? They can actually last for seconds, but it can be quite a few minutes yeah. if you don't yeah. if you don't stretch it out quickly. Yeah. So the average time is about eight minutes. 
Oh my Ooh, god! Wow. So, so, yeah, so you, you guys can understand what this is Ouch. like. Huh? Yeah, so, so if you if you actually have the opportunity to actually stretch, you can break it in a couple of seconds. Actually. Oh damn! I yeah. didn't know that. So I was just trying to massage this cramp. I oh. think I've experienced this cramp oh. during um, during a football game, but okay. never like. You know, I mean, in the middle of the night. Sleeping yeah. in the no. middle of the night. Maybe, I, maybe you're still young. <laughs> no, but he is very young. What, so. what I I'm 51. What I, young? I've experienced <laughs> leg. I've experienced leg cramps when when I when I play sport. Yes. And it's nothing like these night. Glenn, your muscle is like that. Ooh. Yeah. So sometimes you can actually see the calf hardening to yes. a ball. Yeah. So you can. That's one of the diagnostic features. Harden and it's stiffened and like like, like contracted into a ball. Okay. It's, it's yeah. horrible. It's absolutely horrible. What I did. And what helped me stop now is I sleep with socks on. Yes. I don't know why, but since I've been doing that, I don't get the leg cramps. Okay, that's good sharing. I'll, I'll, I'll give that tip, <laughs> tip to some of my patients as well. <laughs> Compression socks on? No, just Right so- up to the calves, as in like long no, socks? No, just normal socks. How does that help? I, I have no idea. So it could be sometimes a, wa- a warmth as well. If okay. you keep the, the feet or the low limbs warm, then mm. sometimes it helps as well to reduce that... Uh, chance of the cramp happening. Doctor, this guy is already a freak. He's the only person <laughs> in Singapore who doesn't have an aircon in his room. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll continue to talk to Dr. Edgar Tay, interventional cardiologist right here on Good Morning Doctor. Meantime, he is level 42 with running in the family on 1FM 91.3. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's be honest. I, I, it, it worried me for a long time. I haven't had it in a couple of months and I thank my lucky stars. Um, but what actually causes it? Some so, people say it's 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 salt. Yeah, so the majority of cases, there's no real specific cause. Um, this is what we call idiopathic. So if you do an examination, you don't really find anything wrong. So the other things are, uh, one is, is kind of like structural abnormalities with the feet. So if the person has a flat feet or curved feet or say bowed legs, for example, they are more likely. Ah. And second thing is bad uh, posture. So if you say you've been standing or sitting in an awkward posture for a while or not sitting well, you are oh. more likely to get it. Um, then the other thing you've mentioned as well, people who do sports, they lose a lot of fluids and salts. Mm-hmm. So if there's a kind of imbalance in the salts in the body, low potassium, for example, when we're sweating and all that, uh, those can also trigger the, uh, the attacks as well. And uh, in those cases, certain medications as well, you know, when we take medications for patients with heart disease, uh, those oh. things like diuretics, things yeah. that make people pass out water and salt. Yeah. If we do it that qu- too quickly or so, they get this disequilibrium or, or imbalance and they get cramps. So essentially, okay. it's a salt water kind of imbalance. So right. dehydration, uh, people even go to sauna too much, they can get cramps as well. Oh. So a lot of these uh, things are possible. What about vitamin deficiencies? Can that cause it? So not really. Uh, there are some metabolic uh, abnormalities, um, like people with low thyroid hormones, they can, they can have that um, uh, people who have liver disease or even heart disease. We, I, I typically see patients with heart disease that mm. can have uh, cramps as well. Uh, and typically, they are related sometimes uh, uh, blockages in the arteries of the, of the legs. So patients who have, say, uh, coronary artery disease, they also can have uh, what we call peripheral or lower limb blockages of the arteries. And those patients may also present with cramps. Oh. Yeah, so, wow. so that's where, where the, sometimes the cardiologists would see some of these patients as well. Right. Wow. Doctor, so, so regular... Foot massage sessions, will it help? It may help in the form of a stretching kind of thing to reduce mm. those, those uh, cramps in okay. a sense. So stretching, in fact, is one of the uh, kind of useful techniques to actually prevent cramps from happening. Okay. So people have a lot of cramps. They typically will say, why don't you do some stretching before you actually go to bed? 
Right. Okay. And you can reduce those episodes. Oh, I but what I about to ask like, my wife to stretch me out. That's why. What about night? stretching a cold muscle? You know, they say you shouldn't stretch a, a cold muscle. Yeah, so like in the morning, if you're going for a run, of course, you have to warm up a little bit before you stretch. Yeah. So the uh, one of the other tricks that sometimes people do for prevention of these night cramps is to do some kind of very light cycling, like maybe for two, three minutes before they sleep, you know, on a stationary bike. Oh. If they actually have a lot of symptoms, they okay. do that. Oh. So okay, warm a little bit. Time to get a bike. Yeah. But yeah. of course, not so aggressive to, yeah, to yeah, kind of... Yeah. To, to, to make you uh, kind of break in sweat and all that. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. But just basically use the muscles before, bit, you go yeah. to, before you go to bed. That's right. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Are there any foods that will trigger this? Because we're big on food here. and, and you know. <laughs> Yeah, so food really actually works with the same principle. So any of the foods that actually make you lose water or salt can cause it. So things like uh, if, you, if you take things like a lot of coffee... You drink oh, a lot of alcohol, no. you lose water, and you don't rehydrate yourself, you can get uh, increased oh, no. risk as well. I love oh, coffee uh, and yeah. alcohol. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's all of us. Yeah, that's all of us. Yeah, yes. so, you have, so if you drink, you have to kind of hydrate yourself subsequently. Okay. So these are the kind of uh, balances. You See, last night I was out drinking. I should have had a nice big glass of water before <laughs> going to bed. Yes. Is that recommended? I mean, water yeah, yeah. before bed? Yeah. Although, yeah, I mean, we wake up and you have to go right. to the toilet and all that. Okay. Uh, traffic, uh, FD? All right. Good morning, Singapore, and welcome back to The Big Show and The Big Show TV. The Big Show TV, of course, is our Facebook page where we come to you live every morning from 8 to 9 a.m. That's 1FM 91.3's Facebook page once again. Uh, this morning, our segment is called Good Morning Doctor, and we welcome to The Big Show Dr. Edgar Tay, interventional cardiologist. Uh, and we're talking about night leg cramps. Yeah. Once again, welcome, Doctor. Thank you. Thank you very much again. So you were saying that certain medications uh, can do this, uh, heart medications, for example. Yes. Um, is there anything I can do while I'm taking heart medication to make sure this doesn't happen? You, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So the first thing, if you, if you recurrently get leg cramps, is to speak to your doctor who is prescribing these medications mm. and go through with them and see whether these are the typical medications that cause uh, cramps to occur. So we know that some of the common uh, agents that can cause cramps, we quite commonly use medications. For example, long-acting beta agonists, something people use for asthma, can yes. increase the risk of uh, cramps for some patients who are yeah. sensitive. He has that too. Uh, I use a Ventolin pump. Not so much the short-acting, but maybe the long-acting. The long okay. And then people who are taking blood pressure medications in the form of diuretics, that means if they're passing uh, yeah. uh, more salts in the urine and, and right, all that right. can deplete some of the salts and that can cause cramps. So mm. going through the list with the doctors are important uh, to try to identify which are these um, agents that could be the culprit. And sometimes the doses may be reduced or it can be uh, changed to another alternative. To okay, to improve the uh, patient's uh, symptoms. Sheer okay. ignorance, but if I'm on a if I'm on a regime of medication for my heart, isn't it dangerous for me to reduce dosage? No, so it, so it has to be done in consultation. So certain blood pressure yeah. medications, if you reduce a certain one, we have to kind of add on another one to try to balance ah. off the uh, control of blood okay. pressure. Okay. Mm. Okay. So it still can be done just adjusting the uh, doses. So yeah. and and here would I go to my GP? For for example, I I was I was I was under NUH for the longest time doing 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 mm. when I had my heart attack. Um, mainly because that's where they sent me. Uh, <laughs> I now get my medication from my family doctor. Would yeah. I go to him or would I go to a cardiologist and say, this is the medication I'm taking, I'm getting these cramps. So is it family doctor or cardiologist? So I think family doctor would be would be the ideal person because you, you have a kind of global view of what medications you're on, take a good history, do a, a simple physical examination, can direct you then to whether this is what we call the, the usual cramps, which are not so worrisome, which are mm -hmm. actually very common. 
or it's a more significant uh, cramp or whether there are drugs that cause it. So okay. a GP actually gives you a very nice uh, global look at your whole profile. Mm, if right. you go to a cardiologist, it's good to just look at your heart and the arteries of the leg. Okay. Mm. So it's good to have a GP look after you. That's right. true. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The GP is always recommended, right? Your family doctor That's right. yeah. who knows yeah. your history, yeah. as uh, Dr. Tay just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, at this point in time, I just want to assure everyone who's watching and, and hundreds of people are, uh, you know, kind of like watching, maybe thousands. Yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, I just want to also acknowledge everyone who sent us messages last week telling us how much they are enjoying this new segment mm. called Good Morning Doctor. Thank you so much, uh, everyone, for your support. Uh this morning, we're talking about uh, night leg cramps. I just want to assure everybody, and maybe doctor should assure everybody <laughs> as well, that, I mean, if you just have gotten or experienced, you know, a leg cramp once, you know, you don't have to worry so much. We are yeah. talking about people who are getting recurrent, recurrent. night leg cramps, right? Yeah. Because we don't want to strike fear in anyone's hearts. You know, if they've gotten one leg cramp in, you know, the last like five years or something like that. So it's got to be recurrent. That's right. And so this is, like I say, very common. A lot of patients don't even uh, tell the doctors about them because they mm. have all their own tricks to, to fix them, right? Mm. Uh, and it's actually mo- like the majority of times these are what we call idiopathic or benign or, or uh, it's not going to be anything harmful. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I just want to go back to something you mentioned. You said people who have heart conditions. Uh, we'll, do, we'll do this uh, when we come back. All right. Here's Lenny Kravitz with uh, It Ain't Over Till It's Over on The Big Show, 1FM 91.3. Something that, that's stuck in my mind. You said uh, that, that people with, with heart conditions and stuff can also get blockages in their legs. That's right. How do you treat? Do, how do you treat that? Do you put like stents in the legs, or is it so treated, treated with medication, or what? So again, we always uh, go with uh, least uh, invasive. Uh, so uh, exercise, mm. um, diet, just like how we treat the heart problems, uh, are very important. Exercise is actually very powerful. So if you have say blockages, uh, called rehabilitation exercise programs can actually help. Then medications may help, and then finally, if that doesn't work, then uh, angioplasty or ballooning or stenting of the arteries of the leg, just like how we fix the heart, can can work. So you can well. actually mm. put a stent in your leg. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I had blood no blood idea. Into the leg arteries. What does that mean? Wait, wait, in other words, you know so how I had, had a stent. So I had a stent put in my heart. Yeah. So apparently, if I have a blockage there and 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 exercise and medication doesn't work, they can actually put a stent in my leg to improve blood flow down the leg. So some patients have kind of arteries in the leg that have also clogged up with say cholesterol or, and blocked up the flow of arteries down to the feet. I see. So if they have this is typically the patients when they walk, they get pain in their, their legs or the calves. So okay. it's what we call claudication. It's a specific term where you walk. And then you get a pain in the calf and you have to stop because it's painful. And then the pain goes away because the blood flow is uh, it's kind of re- reestablishing. And you walk mm-hmm. again and again and cramps come. In those cases, it's a very typical history. The, the cardiologist or what we call a vascular surgeon can also do an ultrasound scan of the leg and see the arteries and mm-hmm. see where there are blockages. And then they can treat it accordingly. Okay. So, you know, um, doctor, since, um, you know, you're, you're a cardiologist, what kind of exercises are, are best for the heart? So typically, we like to, to recommend aerobic type exercises. Okay. So mm. uh, aerobic exercise trains the heart. is very uh, is very effective in, in the sense it actually uh, allows not just the heart to ex- kind of exercise and and remodel, but also improves the arteries health as well. So mm. uh, aerobic type exercise would be things like cycling, uh, swimming, jogging. These okay. are typically good for you. So people go for spin classes. That's um, that's good. That's aerobic as well. Yeah. That's yeah. the spin instructor yeah. right here. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, if, you have to make sure that the patient has doesn't have any significant heart oh, disease. Yes, 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 yeah. Of course. But otherwise, it's a it's a good form of exercise. Of course. Yeah. I think for most people, um, you know, they 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 want to exercise, but 
they don't know how how much to push themselves. Yes, you know. So many people have uh, you know fitness watches these days, and and they train according to um, um, you know their their heart rate. You yes. know, maybe sixty percent, seventy percent, or eighty percent of their yes. heart rate. Uh, is this is this recommended? And and could we perhaps maybe just based by uh, based on 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 um, you know the heart rate like. This is my heart rate right now. Yes. Is this okay? It's very that's resting. Good. Yeah. You're a little bit slow, but this is the You're a bit slow. Who, You're a bit slow. Who, who <laughs> exercise quite a bit. No, but okay. doctor, we know Glenn is slow. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey! <laughs> He's got a good heart. He's got hey, a good heart. Doctor said I got a good heart rate. You know? Yeah, if it's lower, yeah. it's better. Okay, what Same. is a good heart rate? So the so normal heart rate is between sixty to one hundred. Normal. But we know that athletes, people who, who run a lot, do a lot of aerobic exercise, when you train a lot, the heart rate actually gets uh, lower. So we okay. call that uh, bradycardia, sinus bradycardia. Right. Um, and we, we need to know whether sometimes, whether this, in some patients, they could be low because it's abnormal. And how do we know uh, that? When they run, the heart rate actually becomes normal. So you actually can accelerate as, uh, as, as, as normal. There are some people who have problems with the heart rate being slow, and then when they run, it still remains slow. Those are people who have... Uh, Heart rate problems. Oh yeah. wow! So, so we can tell just by by just doing exercise and see where your heart rate rises nicely. There you go. Exercise. So you see, slow doesn't necessarily be, mean good. You yeah. Know? If you're so if you're working out and your heart rate is low, that's not. not if you're good. working out hard and heart rate still cannot cannot accelerate, yeah. then then there's something wrong with the with the heart response. But take take someone like me. Okay, my heart attack was when eight years ago. Okay. About, yeah, eight yeah. years ago. Um, and if I exercise now. How do I know how far I should put my push my heart rate? Okay, so I think if most people have had a heart attack, they actually go through this program called cardiac rehabilitation. Yeah. I'm not sure whether they've yeah, 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 yeah. So they will actually train you 12 sessions, 12 sessions, That's 12 right. sessions, yeah, right? Yeah. And then they will actually test you and see how much you can do on the e- Remember, they put ECGs on you and then they try to get you to run and then see how much mm. you're... Yes, yeah. yes. So they actually titrate the amount of exercise to your activity and then they push you to a certain level. Then we know, okay, this is probably the best. Uh, and I can keep at that level even now eight years after my... Yes, Okay. Yes. Okay. So that's why we need some guidance after the heart attack. Uh, usually, this yeah. this rehabilitation program yeah. will let you know yeah. what what heart rate you can work on yeah. to be safe. I'm, I'm surprised you don't do like uh, the treadmill test uh, regularly when you go. I do. I do. I do. But I I'm just wondering because like if I'm if I'm if I'm doing exercise and I've got my watch on, I, I you know how do I know that I'm within a, a decent? So, yeah. So typically, if you you didn't know too much, yeah. uh, the current uh, features. So the things to watch out for is try not to. Uh, if you feel, of course, anything like if you have had a heart problem before, if you chest pain, if you yeah. short of breath, of course, you got to slow down. Yeah. The second thing is, uh, if you don't know, keeping at about seventy percent of your maximal heart rate is kind of reasonable. Okay. Uh, so that would be a relatively safe place to be. Okay, seventy yeah. percent. So that's that's two twenty minus your minus age. your age. Yeah, and then you take seventy percent of that. Two twenty yeah. minus yeah. your age, and then take seventy percent of that. That's right. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because I think a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, they 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 really they really don't. Well, this is interesting. I've learned so much this morning. <laughs> fabulous. Absolutely. Not fabulous. just you, everyone who's watching. That's <laughs> why they love the segment so much. Absolutely fabulous. <laughs> Sean, we have one more uh, talk set on yes, the radio. Yes, we do. That's, that's coming up after That's coming up song. in about a minute and a half. Yeah, wonderful. But uh, before that, uh, let me just ask you another question, Doctor. Um, back to night leg cramps. Can it be cured through home remedies? Yeah, so uh, if I think if you look through Google or Dr. Google, you can actually yeah. see a lot of stuff there. Okay. But if you actually dissect out these uh, home remedies, actually they're very simple. It's essentially foods that contain certain nutrients to, to supplement what we have mentioned. So if they were low in potassium, for example, you take, say, bananas, uh, which is a common uh, yeah. treatment for cramps or purported uh, treatment, 
these can raise the potassium level and, re- and make patients better. So these are mm. actually medic- uh, sort of foods that have these components. So mm. say if you heard about watermelon juice, yes, coconut yes. juice, avocados, these are things that have these nutrients to kind of uh, replenish those salts and water okay. uh, that ha- may have been lost mm. and that cause the cramps. So these are the typical uh, things that you hear about. But they typically are not, I wouldn't say they're specifically very uh, uh, potent, but they're very safe to, to use. So when we get these cramps, um, treatment is stretching, Yes. not massaging, it's stretching. Yes. Uh, what about heat or cold? Yeah, so... Um, Stretching. Oh, stand by. We go. Okay. 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 So I'll ask you that question okay. again, doctor. Yeah. Some questions on Facebook also people yeah. are asking. So okay. Yeah. BB Mac with back here, right here on the Big Show and the Big Show TV. It's Good Morning Doctor time. We continue to talk to Doctor Edgar Tay, interventional cardiologist, and we thank you so much for making time for us this morning, doctor. I'm so happy to be here. Okay. Uh, leg cramps. You you were saying that the the ideal way to 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 stop it is stretching, not massaging. Stretching. But what about heat and, and cold? Yeah, so stretching first and then uh, massaging, I wouldn't say is not uh, good, but it actually helps to relieve the pain. After you stretch, you, you still feel a little sore. Yeah. So massaging, it does help. Uh, warm, uh, warm compress. So usually we, you know those little packs that you can, yes. you can get, or a uh, heated pack or heated water bottle. If you put it on the, on the crab, it actually helps to relieve uh, some of the pain as well. Basically, cold, that's because it, it, it forces blood through, right? Improves uh, circulation. circulation yeah. Yeah. And also relaxes the muscle a little bit. Coal can help as well. Uh, coal actually uses, uh, some people use coal packs to relieve the pain. Mm. Uh, but I think stretching and warm packs are usually uh, more helpful. More helpful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And uh, home remedies for night leg cramps. I'd like yeah. to ask you about this again because I think, um, you know, I mean, diet is very important, I think. Yes. Right? And, and most Singaporeans these days, I don't think, uh, you know, we're eating well enough. Yes. Right? I mean, everyone's eating like what chicken rice every day, chocolate Ooh, sure. every day. Yes. <laughs> you know, what are, what are some of the home remedies uh, uh, that could help the situation? Okay, so um, a lot of these uh, sort of foods that you hear about that actually help cramps, uh, they actually work by replenishing those salts and water that may be de- deficient or depleted in your body. So things like uh, you hear about people drinking coconut water. Mm-hmm. Uh, even broth, bone broths, okay. mm. uh, things like uh, avocados, bananas, those actually Good work stuff. by increasing the uh, potassium sometimes in the in the in your blood, and that improves the uh, uh, potassium level, so you don't get cramps if you are having low potassium, for example. Right. And then in the past, um, some people used to take, you know, uh, they used to think that gin and tonic actually helps. Uh, oh, uh, cramps! I know this is going to be a uh, something that you you be interested in, but, so eyes but light up. nowadays uh, we don't recommend because uh, you know tonic oh, no. water. Tonic water in G and T contains this, this sh- compound called quinine. Oh, I see. And okay. quinine is this this, oh. this drug that we used to use uh, for people with uh, cramps a long time ago, but it's been stopped because these these compounds actually in the high dose can affect say the heart and have some problems with the blood uh, cells and everything. So it's not really a recommended um, mm. treatment this these days. So tonic water is kind of left as the very last, very, very last uh, form of treatment. So this is just a, mm. little, a little interesting uh, bit yeah. of history. Right. I wouldn't recommend people going drink <laughs> But, but it, it remains as the very last line. So if all the medications that we give for cramps don't work, some people actually take a little bit of tonic water to just try to get rid I of those see. cramps. Yeah. I'm not a fan of tonic water. So I, oh. I'm never a gin and tonic guy. I'm a gin and soda guy. Oh. So this quinine is not in soda. It's in tonic. Tonic water, yeah. I see. I yeah. have no idea. Because it's so sweet, a tonic water. That's yeah. why I, I avoid tonic water, you yeah. see. But he's a gin and tonic guy. I'm a gin, gin and tonic man. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyways. And then you got leg cramp. And I get leg cramps. <laughs> but uh-huh. You know what this means? I'm not drinking enough to De- stop it. <laughs> De- De- no, 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 folks, you're watching. No, 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 listen. no, no. we're only kidding. We're only kidding. Um, we're getting some 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 thoughts here uh, on, on our Facebook page. One person uh, is talking about uh, having cramps. Not only this is Damien. Not only in the legs. But also random parts of my body, my arms, my back, my side. This went on for a year mm. until he had a stent. Then the cramp stopped. Related? Not really. So I'm not sure whether that is totally related. Um, yeah. So if a patient, so the main thing is that if the person gets recurrent mm. symptoms. So if we spoke about all these things, home remedies, uh, stretching, preventive uh, uh, things like uh, exercise and all that. If recurrent symptoms occur, then certainly that needs to be evaluated. So, it, like I say, it could be more uh, kind of associations with certain diseases like heart diseases, liver diseases, kidney diseases. So, all these things have to be evaluated if the patient is getting recurrent uh, symptoms. Mm. So, diabetes, thyroid mm. hormone abnormalities, mm. uh, these would need to be evaluated. So, it could happen that there may be some cardiovascular uh, uh, cause for these cramps mm. and that maybe with the treatment, maybe not just the the stents, but certain medications that came mm. along with the mm. uh, with the stenting may have helped the person. Another question is uh, poor blood circulation. Is that n- uh, obviously a cardiac problem? So um, it's cardiovascular. So when, as, as a cardiac specialist, we see patients with heart disease, but oftentimes this is not in isolation, right? The heart is just a extension of the whole circulation system. So mm. the arteries of the, supplying the, the neck to the brain, the legs, all these can have uh, disease as well. The mm. same process is happening. Mm. So the same treatment in terms of the uh, things like watching your cholesterol, your high blood pressure, mm. your diabetes mm. and mm. all that would be important uh, mm. for all these arteries as well. Right. Mm. So they, they are connected very, very closely. Mm. Yeah. See, and it all comes back to exercise and a healthy yeah. lifestyle. Yeah, the diet is so very, very important. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Very true. What's very the true. worst food for the heart? <laughs> Can I just ask you since you're here? I think it's uh, pig fat. I think. Lard. Oh. Or lard. Or basically animal fat. Any kind of animal, animal fat, fat would be would be bad. So we can debunk this thing about pork belly fat being good fat for you. No, definitely bad. <laughs> <laughs> definitely bad. Nice no, try. Have you just proved no. <laughs> Nice try. <laughs> he tries it. Sean, are you a fan of all this? No, fat not really. Yeah, some you look at it right, and it's like, how do you put that in your mouth? Right, it's like jelly, but it's not. Yeah, it's not even tasty though. He loves it. Just, just, the the oil. Other, just the other day, no, doctor, the we, were out, we were out <laughs> in the evening and they served us lamb, right? right? So I ate all the meaty part and I just, you know, I left the, the, the fat, fat on the... He scolded me for that. <laughs> like, I, I almost reached my lamb chop. control yourself. That's nasty stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 actually, I know it is. It's, okay. Uh, and sweet stuff, desserts and all that, not too much because that's yes. not good as well. Yeah. So everything in moderation, um, just be... be Cognizant that everything it's uh, it's it's okay to take a little bit at, the, at, at once in a while, but not 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 routinely. So yeah, I always yeah. tell patients things that are very tasty, just be careful of it. <laughs> yeah, and you know, in Singapore, I mean, let's be honest, in Singapore to have a heart diet, yeah, is difficult. It is. It is. It, is, it takes a lot of discipline. But after yeah. a while, you know, you, it becomes a habit, and then. Like Glenn says, a lot of my patients, when we tell them not to take, it and they have a, they have established the habit, they don't dare to take animal meat or fat anymore. Wow. I mean, because the taste has changed. 
Yeah, right? yeah I suppose it, they, yeah, they look at it and they, they don't dare to take Maybe it. Maybe that's why more and more people are trying the vegan, the vegan. diet or yeah. vegan more way. More plant-based, yeah. yeah. Plant-based, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I yeah. think it's so hard to sustain. I mean, I tried it once. I think maybe being more vegetarian or pescatarian is, is more realistic. Yeah. Two yeah. extremes are difficult. Uh. I yeah. think slow, get, yeah. Yeah, slow and kind of more uh, sustainable diets are important. Yeah. 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 Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been such a pleasure. Um, once again, uh, we've been talking to Dr. Edgar Tay, interventional cardiologist. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Doctor. Thanks again for having me.